Hello everybody. Welcome back to the Viral Truth. This is episode number 6. If you're new to the Viral Truth, this is your weekly or bi-weekly podcast guiding you through some of the false narratives that are out there and trying to get a little closer to the truth as far as we can. So last week we did an episode on Godman which got the most uh, you know interesting feedback to date where a lot of people wrote in with their own experiences and what they felt and how they experienced some of what we were speaking about so in fact we have enough to do another episode just by playing all the feedback that we have got so maybe we'll do uh, a part 2 for that but for today we wanted to focus on uh, a different topic again something which is kind of hazy or has been around for a long time or at least for the last 5 10 years and affects everybody's lives and our country in many ways even if we don't realize it at times so to talk about that as usual uh, my name is sharad si george and i also have kanishka with me hey hey everybody so kesi the episode this time right or the topic uh, so what did you call it trial by camera yeah trial by camera i think you know the initial draft titles for this were uh, media trial social media trial but i think yeah. trial by camera fits a lot better the medium of where that happens maybe varies but ultimately what you have now is mob justice of a very different variation right from what we have seen historically where something that we thought would lead to a lot more transparency and maybe better access to justice uh you know which are basically cameras everywhere or you know everybody being connected and able to report on things that are happening uh so we would have thought that would lead to better administration of justice but i think in practice it has been very different as seen in some prominent cases that we wanted to talk about yeah so so kc do you want to start with your favorite No I think a couple of things before that obviously the uh, you know as uh, Sharath mentioned the feedback on the godman was uh, very interesting and we would love to basically do another session down the line uh, just talking about other people that we've missed so that is one point I wanted to add to the overall conversation and on the topic there's uh, a couple of things before we we start on the topic Uh, excuse the cacophony of uh, sounds uh, at my end and uh, maybe at Charlotte's end. Uh, we are family men, poor. Uh, we live in a house to do this podcast. We don't have money, so you might basically want us to, you know, want to send us a check. We are uh, more than willing to give you our bank accounts. You know, jumping back into the topic that we wanted to talk about today, uh, I think it's it, it's it's a way uh, and Charlotte. Uh, i'm using um, a word that charat um, used a, a while back when we were discussing this that this is a hazy topic this is not very clear this is not very crystal um it's not very um helpful for us to judge it instantly because a trial by camera is effectively another facet of somebody reporting to you in greater detail and uh, with the environment as it is um and the you know the plethora of channels that you have um it often becomes um a necessary evil but within that necessary evil ambit we wanted to talk about how uh, the the extremities of covering truth or covering news 
um has yielded into the hands of people who just want to manipulate it so we we want to talk about that that's the you know the 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 premise of the conversation today my initial thought about this is that you know the first question that i asked was it good as in, is, is it a is it a necessary thing is our media trials good and when i started looking at it the the word that media trial um tends to denote or you know what it means actually is investigative journalism but on the other hand uh the media trial that we know is known to us uh as a witch hunt so there is two different angles to it obviously there is investigative journalism that that we all need more of it not less of it um but why don't we see more varieties of investigative journalism and why do we see more varieties of witch hunt is something that we would like to talk about today so that's interesting i, I didn't know that media trial is even defined as investigative journalism mm. because mm. it has a very different connotation in my head at least correct but yeah when you say that that's interesting because like you said right there are two parts one is you put cameras everywhere or you put uh, connected devices everywhere where anybody can get on a twitter or send an email and what does that give one it gives you more avenues of investigative journalism anybody can report or be a whistleblower but i think the part so the on the question of like you know is it necessary or not i think that part is absolutely necessary and is helpful right i think the part that makes it problematic is the other consequence of being completely connected and having cameras everywhere which is that people are not going to use it just to investigate or report but they're also going to use it to judge yeah and our system or the system of justice that we are all used to has always kept focus on okay get as many facts in get as many witnesses in right get as much information as possible which this works well at but then there is a judge right or in other countries there is a jury who actually looks at it and tries to judge what is true what is not who's guilty who's not whereas now we also gave that avenue to people of course not officially we are not officially letting them decide cases but in effect that's what happens especially in a country like india where the the system of justice or legal system takes so long to decide cases that sometimes it takes 20 years for a murder case or a rape case to go through the courts and and people are angry people want results so what happens you you have everything getting played out in the media or social media right from investigation to you know judgment and execution sometimes yeah and uh, good that you brought up the the court angle in this i think the court angle is uh, uh, is an inherent coupled um conversation with every media trial the because of two you know two specific reasons one is obviously a media trial is on or an investigative trial is on something that is allegedly um criminal or allegedly something that basically has to do with breaking the law now when we talk about such cases as you said the legal system in india is overburdened it has been sl- known to be slow justice has not been delivered in multiple cases and it's um, whether it is the reality or not but the general public thinks that the law will take its due course but that due course is too long for me and uh, chances are that 
um 80% of the time i will not get justice uh, just by waiting for it so something has to happen some action has to be taken on your behalf or somebody else's behalf or the media's behalf to basically accentuate that conversation and bring it to the fore now media does that media takes that uh, opportunity to come in and see what evidence might get thrashed or might, might, what evidence might be get, uh, might get uh, manipulated so let me basically come in this let me investigate the matter let me tell my viewers or the world or the or the country that certain things should not be overlooked these are of importance to the uh, crime or the um, incident and we should basically have a um, clear eye that they should go into the judgment or the trial in some ways from the court perspective and given that the courts are actually overburdened i think over a period of time with the rise of cameras and the rise of television uh, the speed at which uh, you know media channels and we'll also come to social media but media channels have picked up on certain issues and the and the strength of the entertainment um kind classification that they have now the the strength of that classification gives them the um flexibility to run something for hours and hours on a 24 by 7 kind of a model they are not supposed to basically take a break every discussion every piece of uh, you know uh, programming that they have on a particular day can be converted to be um uh, a program for that particular topic so in some ways they have taken on the mantle of justice from the courts the from, from an india perspective i am not talking about globally but globally it's also true but from an india perspective people have also uh, you know warmed up to the idea that the media is going to be the first people to investigate on this matter and to tell me what is right and what is wrong i have also given that mantle to them and because i've given that mantle to them it's easier for me to basically consume what consume whatever they give me so that court and media relationship which should have been a relationship of uh, you know looking at facts looking at incidents trying to uncover things provide that information into the public domain so that the public pressure requires the courts or requires the lawyers on both sides to be aware that these are topics to be either um um you know brought to the notice of the court or to in some ways uh, you know debunked if they the 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 defense thought thought that uh, you know this was a a myth of some cases so that 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 dance between the media uh, um uh, news news media print media or tv media electronic media or the uh, and the uh, judiciary was supposed to be in the spirit of bringing facts up and now uh, what it has turned into is that i don't even need to go to the court i can proclaim that somebody that i think might have done this is actually the uh, you know whichever narrative works on that particular day i will double down on my narrative and try to prove to the uh, viewing audience that this is the truth and because the court justice system the the judiciary uh, judicial system has been so overburdened and slow in our country 
that you know i accept it i accept what the media tells me because i know that the truth will take about 15 years to come out in some ways so i think i'm just wondering if if the courts were faster right maybe maybe this was in a different country where the legal system decides on cases in a quicker time frame i'm just wondering how that interplays with the media trial my my guess would be that you would still have a media trial but maybe 6 months down the line if you get a verdict or maybe one year down the line if you get a verdict that maybe contradicts the media trial there is a certain kind of feedback loop which maybe keeps people from jumping into the same trap next time of course they will do it but maybe they'll be slightly more skeptical about deciding everything then and there which i think in our case if it does happen like you said it will happen after 15 20 years when we don't even remember that this happened so yeah. to take an example one big media trial that uh, you know that struck a chord with me was the uh, andhra uh, rape related encounter now mm. i don't know if you can call it a media trial it was more of an encounter killing where the police said that you know the they were first they didn't take the case they refused to file an fir when the complaint was received after dragging their feet finally when there was pressure and i believe from the media when there was public outrage suddenly they arrested people in 24 hours they finished the investigation and then they said that okay we are taking the they they apparently supposedly took the the accused to the crime scene to recreate it and they tried to escape and they all got shot dead yeah so the reaction to that in the public was extremely positive people were celebrating like you know all over social media uh, people i know everybody was literally dancing with joy it reminded them of movies and like you know instant justice and justice pop. yeah justice served justice yeah. served right but the thing is now do we know if the investigation was done properly do we know if these were the actual culprits i don't know maybe they were i think there were four of the accused maybe out of the four three were guilty maybe one was not guilty right but to people it doesn't matter and it doesn't even matter that the the folks they are believing has caught the right people are the same people who are also criticized for not even filing an fir when the victim went to uh, file a case right so yeah. that's the credibility of the people doing it and then then you're celebrating the fact that they killed somebody now who did they kill if they killed the wrong person or the wrong people are the real culprits out there you know ready to do it again is another question so it's it wasn't really justice but it was the appearance of justice which is what people wanted right so so people get outraged people get scared when you hear a news like this especially because the victim was somebody who was you know a little more like like you maybe in the, in the social setup and suddenly you want you want justice or the appearance of justice and then you're happy then you feel safe you move on with life yeah now like you said right the legal system takes so long that i have no idea what happened in that case finally i heard that the human rights you know groups were making a human kai and there was supposed to be some uh, legal changes to make sure that at least the cases filed or the fir is filed by the police uh, soon but nobody knows what happened nobody knows if the investigation into whether this encounter was okay concluded whether the culprits were proven to be culprits can it even be proven 
basically everything gets forgotten right so to me the old adage of you know innocent until proven guilty is now different it is guilty until i lose attention yeah that's a, that's a that's a brilliant point because effectively you know at the at the at the helm or the, at the not the helm at the center of our uh, legal system is the fact that you are innocent till you are proven guilty and i want to basically talk about this case about forgetting it i feel this whole thing about you know whether um, the courts would have basically upheld maybe the courts would have upheld the fact that you know they were guilty and they would have been been sentenced uh, at the extreme somebody might have got a um, a sentence of of life or maybe uh, death now is that is that okay in our current um, atmosphere is a question that i think we all need to ask is that ultimately what has happened is that anybody um, who's embroiled in a really disgusting case where somebody has been you know brutally raped or brutally killed especially a woman or a child who's been basically uh, you know gone through horrible um horrors um at the hand of a of an individual what does the country want the country wants instant death now that's what you know has always come up in some of these cases i don't i as an i'm not an expert in basically talking about everybody in the country there's no generalization but if you look at the um you know the narrative on social media or you look at the narrative on news channels that option is uh, very freely discussed that you know they should be killed or they should be hanged or they should be basically castrated something of that sort now yeah. if that that kind of a sentiment has taken shape or taken birth in india then that brings us to the point of you know who's going to talk about a slower process who's going to talk about is there a room for a slower process is there a room for any kind of justice to be evaluated and yeah, provided why even, why even try to improve it right when yeah, we already have a faster system yeah and with with television cameras and pictures and details and interviews of you know um suspects in interviews of uh, uh witnesses there is nothing that is not touched or you know um left alone in in a case today everything is allowed even if it's not allowed in the gray uh, channels keep doing it so the amount of information that you have on a particular case is insane as an it would be very difficult for me to r- count out a case in the 90s or 80s which had so much information provided to the public as in so once you provide that kind of stream of information it is very difficult for you to basically come down from that place of you know so what is eventually going to happen the courts are going to take time these guns are going to be in jail that is not fair on the part of the victim something should happen to them and once that encounter happened uh, there was like this you know maybe a relief that people felt as an yeah. I, i'm just making it very objective i it's it's a relief that okay somewhere somebody did the right thing you know why i remember i still remember uh, the the discussion 
on interviewing the nirbhaya victims uh, the nirbhaya perpetrators right mm. and there was an interview of them there was a film that was made that was made with the permission of the family the family wanted to basically show people the face that these individuals had and mm-hmm. if you think about that there was a huge discussion about why did somebody give them a chance to speak or why mm-hmm. were they put on camera because that could lead to so many other things we don't want to hear about them we don't want to hear anything about them. that's you know that's a different conversation altogether but i'm just talking about the fact that you know there there is no space anymore for any kind of process to happen it has to be after the initial few days if you're not taking a decision uh, then you're lacking you're you know yeah uh, that, that's the sentiment so something that is uh, like i thought something when when you are talking about mm. you know instant death right so i had the exact same experience talking to people around that time where people started celebrating this news of the encounter killing and the conversation would very quickly go to like say for example if i say that i am against this encounter killing the counter question would always be so you want these rapists to be kept alive right or mm. or then it would go to rapists should be castrated yeah now there is one question of is death or castration the right solution but but to me that's not even the thing you should be discussing then the interesting part there is you said right instant death to the culprit but who's the culprit i don't think any of those people talking about this even knows the names of the people what you say is there are culprits they have been caught they should die yeah right do you know who are the four people do you even know if it is four or five right do, does it matter if the four are the same combination can it change from like you know four names right now to another four names yeah it doesn't matter right so for people they want instant death to the culprits now who is the culprit is a placeholder and that's where the biggest problem is that who fills that placeholder how does it get filled it is decided it is decided uh, you know retrospectively these right. are the four people who got shot dead so they are the culprits if another four people had been shot dead i'm pretty sure that the reaction would have been exactly the same because Correct. nobody knows who these people are yeah now i mean don't get me wrong i'm not i'm not saying that you know the i'm not batting for the the you know the people who died there or something in a way i'm i'm batting for a better system to decide if they were even the right people now the second question is was it right to kill them or not right but but how, did you even have the right person is something that has to be decided first and i don't think it is something that matters to most people because like you said what people want is relief and that comes from the news of the instant death two days later it doesn't matter yeah because see the thing is um, the same system that gave me that that news that that uh, absolutely devastating terrible sad news that something like this has happened the minute somebody gives me that information i'm on my like there are thousand thoughts that starts processing as in it becomes yeah. the fact about what my country is turned into it uh, gives rise to all the biases that you have about maybe you know men behaving in a certain way it gives rise to the fact that women are not safe uh, at all and that happened to me yeah that that percolates to 
what about women in your house so there's a safety angle then you know you might be going through some kind of emotional turmoil at that point of time this adds to it and when you think about your safety of your children of your wife of your sisters and that you know gets your emotional ball rolling but the thing yeah. is again that the, you know the emotional ball rolling is not the only if that has been you know the bane of uh, you know not the bane but the basis of doing everything in india then you will have anarchy yeah i think on that right what you said about how the whole emotional roller coaster ride of this will eventually just lead to anarchy i don't think most people realize that right and it's maybe we we also don't realize it often because because you we have a, like a spectrum right on one hand you have a system which is very top heavy you have very few yeah. courts very few judges you know much fewer than we need and then there are problems there so like you know criminal cases are always backed up there and not getting through you know cases take 20 years or whatever yeah that's the reality that everybody is thinking of one end of the spectrum and what they think is whenever you go towards the other side where you have like more media attention or more social media attention rather than just a case languishing in the courts then you kind of feel that things are happening and in a way it is so it's not that it doesn't right in many cases people did get justice just because of media getting into the mix but the problem is that the other end of that spectrum or not even the other end right the, the more you go towards the other side again you don't get justice yeah so i don't know if real justice is really possible but if at all it is it is somewhere in the middle where on one hand you have courts and like a a government system on the other hand you have like more media or people's influence and so it has to ba- balance each other out and come somewhere in the middle i think what we are going towards now is more towards the other end where some people will get the appearance of justice but it's mob justice right it doesn't discriminate initially you get the right culprit after a while you stop getting the right culprit you just think you got the right culprit yeah. at some point you will start seeing that you know you will get victimized for things that you never did because just because somebody you know accused you maybe hmm. no i uh, and you know my end on that is uh, on that that particular thought is that if you had to be a media trial be the jessica lal case hmm. but don't be the shushan singh rajput case so yeah. it's at the two extreme ends and i don't think jessica lal would have uh, the family of jessica lal would have uh, got any kind of such justice without the constant uh, media pressure to get justice and on Or the other nirbhaya, hand right even nirbhaya i mean nirbhaya I, i i feel that nirbhaya is a mixed case if you actually read the case files and all that stuff the you know the 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 strength of that case in terms of the uh, horrible nature of uh, what had happened that night actually threw everybody into that gear that they wanted uh, you know to do justice to the cause so uh, the police also acted very quickly but the jessica lal murder case was like something that dragged on for years and it was um, controlled uh, to a large extent by the family the strong family that had basically been behind the perpetrator so mm. if the media had not get got activated like they did then it would have been very difficult for jessica lal murder case to happen and also the sister of uh, jessica uh, she championed the cause for a 
for many many years and so that kind of you know thing that gets hidden or uh, in some ways lost and then has to be brought to the fore by another agency that's where i would love to have investigative journalism like what happened but i don't you know want it uh, you know don't give me the witch hunt give me the jessica lal murder case that's the investigative journalism piece you know what what really scares me is what happens to you know case number 3 or 4 of a similar nature mm. like the first one when you have like True. jessica lal or another bhaiya right it just True. shocks people so much that things get moving maybe the second one again outrages people because okay this happened again right? yeah. maybe there's some action yeah. but you know how it is right by case 3 or 4 then people lose interest right then then maybe it actively works against you that it's like you know when you have a new movie or a book or something oh sorry you're fitting the formula people yeah. are not entertained so you don't get justice that's, well, that's essentially that's, what happens that's another brilliant point because it's actually form formula driven it's very yeah. you know it a media trial at the end of the day it's going to happen when something that has never happened to a class of people happens yeah. so a classic example is i feel uh, the arushi talwar uh, murder case if you think about the media trial that that spanned uh, spawned um and and you know created i think it's a indication of something that was not supposed to happen to a upper middle class a uh, well educated family and happened and therefore the mystery and the you know the 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 trial around it the um you know the the, the circus around it if if it had been like the media and the police portrayed it in the first few mo- moments which was completely you know bull um, um uh, right now if you look at it but uh, the the concept of honor killing which yeah. was uh, touted as one of the angles to look at uh there are uh, umpteen numbers of uh, honor killings in india but they don't get the media attention that uh, arushi talwar case got But just because footnote. yeah it's a footnote but I, i i'm saying that if that was the uh, uh, fundamental reason of why media would pick it media would pick up many more honor ki- killing cases but the fundamental difference is that formula that you yeah. alluded to is that you know it happened to an upper middle class delhi family rich people uh, or you know kind of rich well to do people as in that narrative is also basically very disconcerting when they pick up uh, you know aspects like people drink whiskey so effectively they're really rich yes okay. it's true they're privileged there are people who basically you know are better off than a large majority of india but that's used then to basically um, demonize you you know all of those pointers become your uh, your death on a public case like that but that apart that formula is basically what people listen to look at the priyadarshini mattu rape case or if you look at even you know any case uh, uh, an interesting case to talk about is uh, shashi tharoor uh, yeah. of what happened yesterday uh, the you know finally uh, the delhi court said that uh, i you know the case that can't even be charges even charges can't be filed for a case that has been in the news and so prominently so for the last 7 years um so you know those cases come to life because something happens in those cases which is not supposed to be basically happening to that class of people and then when that class of people gets embroiled in that it's a formula for the media to pick up and start talking about sushant singh dying a suicide of an a lister 
you know are, is somebody going to tell me in india that suicides is new <laughs> like people who basically are not uh, reasonably doing well but have committed suicide there are, there are multiple uh, such events that are happening around us but they don't get picked up so that formula is i think to the point that you were making also makes sure that many other cases the case number 3 to case number 500 don't even get discussed don't even get discussed and now when i was thinking about it right so after the nirbhaya case or after one of these prominent uh, rape cases that captured the national imagination i've always noticed that after that for a at least for a couple of months right if you pick up the newspaper mm-hmm. you'll see a lot of uh, news about rapes like in the front page yes there's a yeah yeah right? and and somebody would tell me that you know what is happening so, there are so many rapes now and yeah. it's not that there were suddenly more rapes or something it's just that the media started putting it on the front page three months later they again go to like page number 3 because you will have something more trending like you know on the front page and when True. you mentioned honor killing right so uh, i remember when you, when i was in kerala growing up and i pick up the hindu right from from time to time i would see news clips about an honor killing in up or something mm. now now when haryana. i think about it uh, haryana, haryana yeah. yeah so now when i think about it right my own reaction to that was also maybe the first time i don't remember maybe i was shocked but yeah. what i do remember is that it would just keep coming as the small news clipping on uh, in some page of the hindu from time to time and i would just flip through it and think what kind of crazy plays or what what crazy people are these like you know this keeps happening but right. beyond that i don't really think about it and demand justice or something right because i keep seeing it so yeah that's case number maybe not 3 or 4 that's what happens in its case number 10 or 15 like you said the formula works when there is a new angle to it yeah shashitharur uh, is a good example right like shashitharur the angle was there is this erudite you know flashy good looking politician yeah right he maybe like you know and there were so many things right his wife was also fashionable they he seemed to have contributed to her suicide it's just like excellent masala it's like a it's like a movie formula yeah and and the and the strange thing is the when this news came right now i haven't i think you know the facts of the case a lot better than me for me i have of course heard about it but it's you've been hearing about it for 7 years right so i either never read the details or don't remember so in my head sashitharur was you know either close to arrest or there was a case going on against him for uh, abetting suicide mm. i did not realize that this is like you know even we are we are having a decision on whether charges should be filed charges should be filed right, right? yeah that yeah. now that's what happened right that's what the media trial did that yeah. even in my head i don't realize that charges haven't been filed and maybe the reason for that is charges have been filed right it's been filed in the collective consciousness mm. where now if you i i can guarantee if you tell somebody that in the shashitharur case charges were not even filed ultimately it has no merit nobody's gonna you know take that maybe they will say admit that okay maybe it's not proven uh, that he's guilty but they will say oh there is enough evidence because the media already charged uh, you know file charges in everybody's imagination and the it's a very um, a peculiar thing because if you talk about um, court proceedings and if you talk about you know how court cases are dealt with and how evidence is dealt with it's a complicated world and also laws are difficult to understand for the layman sometimes because uh, the laws uh, 
are specific but also leave room for certain you know um uh, certain uh, interpretations so when you have to basically dumb something like this down you just say that the case has reached the court yeah like so when you say the case has reached the court to the general public it means oh there is going to be you know oh the you know now the courts must decide yeah now yeah. but if the courts have decided so then somebody who's uh, arguing for um uh, the fact that uh, you know uh, he's innocent then they'll say what if it's going to the court doesn't mean it's true but then somebody else will say that uh, if it's gone to the court that means there must be some evidence right yeah. so you have these um, you know very simplistic arguments because of the fact that you know everything's you know tossed up into the air now yeah. um, I, i'll come before i go somewhere else let me talk about the shashitharu case a little what i felt very interesting yesterday was the fact that when i the the news headlines that you see is that shashitharur gets relief from the court or is completely you know um, proven innocent or you know something around that that angle as in the the fact that i can't remember it actually alludes to my point is that when you read it you will feel that oh this is over uh, he's been you know the courts have said that uh, he had nothing to do with this and it's such a relief for him you will hear here um, you'll hear him talk about it and people who are connected to him talk about it that it's very clear i'm not um, uh, you know uh, i've gone through enough over these last 7 years and this has been really painful and thank you f- for the courts that justice has been delayed but not denied something like that mm-hmm. but when you read the case it it says very some, something very very peculiar and i am not able to you know put my mind around it it's a very complex thing the cases the charges were dropped or the charges were not framed because it has been impossible for the last 7 years to decide whether sunanda pushkar died of suicide or was killed if the okay. court has not been able to decide whether an individual has committed suicide or been killed i don't know how that individual died so wait the, wasn't there the whole i thought he was being prosecuted for abetment to suicide right exactly so i'll tell you now the, what the thing is because the court has not been able to decide on how sunanda pushkar died oh either both uh, can't be tried both can't be tried both <laughs> charges can't be tried so the interesting thing here is that chashitharu's uh, lawyers have been able to prove to the court that because there is lack of evidence of how sunanda pushkar passed away you can't fix a charge on my client and that is what the news is from yesterday <laughs> but how does it get twisted because people don't read it is very clear that the case is pretty odd it is not about you know letting shashi shashitharu go away but i would question what kind of investigation happened yeah. in the space you know what what what's it, what was the investigation where That's was the I proof was thinking to like so if if you can't even decide if this is a suicide or a murder 
I think the first issue is with the investigation. That means the sh- investigation was extremely short. Even even such a basic, uh, you know, that's that should be like a basic sort of groundwork. Uh, yeah, that should be put into the investigation. Either it's either it's shoddy, or it is not independent. Th- yeah. Those are the only two uh, cases that could happen. And shoddy, we've seen on the Arushi Arushi Talwar case uh, investigation was so shoddy, so shoddy. that until unless the cbi stepped in uh, or the cid stepped in the cbi stepped in the local police had done a mockery of the case and actually what happens is that the local police is the first on scene because mm-hmm. it falls under the jurisdiction of any crime so the you know it, even if it's sunanda pushkar or you know the anybody who's important the local police will first go there yeah so evidence is, you know and their yeah. their modus operandi of basically you know collecting evidence is not 100% or not as uh, good as cbi for sure but if if i were to basically look at cbi investigation helping us reach to a certain amount of uh, you know uh, conclusion on the arushi talwar case that it was so murky the process was bad i can also look at the mother of all uh you know media trials which was the onset of the term witch hunt um which is the uh, 2g scam in 2017 december the court judgment the cbi court judgment on the 2g scam thing is that they really um you know completely uh, shattered the egos of the cbi officers at that day and the and the cbi lawyer i think is that you've raised uh, 13 charges on a raja and others uh, on the scam and you've not been able to basically provide one shred of evidence and therefore oh. the 2g scam was thrown out of the court because there was no evidence of it but governments fell yeah we still call out them as corrupt maybe they are but the fact is the investigation did not uh, comply with what the narrative was so where was the investigation who didn't do a good job so either it's shoddy work or it's not independent enough i think again a case study in how this plays out right so now again a case where i don't know the facts or the details as much uh now i i knew that it, the judgment happened i didn't know that they clearly said that there is not a shred of evidence for the 13 charges yeah. right so in my head and i'm sure in everybody's head across the country what that like what how that plays out is okay there was a huge 2g scam it was all over the news so there were yeah. so many exposes finally the court said no evidence or something and threw it out and the reaction you get is ha this is what happens politicians always get away yeah right yeah. so you don't really think that maybe yeah maybe that is true maybe politicians did get away but you're not really thinking that the the evidence was scrap or the investigation including by the governments uh, you know run by people who came to power campaigning against this was shoddy that that part gets missed out because you somewhere in your head like you said right earlier that you just have this thing which is up in the air that okay politicians always get away so then you don't think too much into what exactly happened there Yeah. And, and i was thinking about this so now say the sashitharur case right i mean i not to act like a, a detective or something but i mm. like when you say this i'm just thinking what are the two possibilities there one is i mean before possibilities first of all 
i think we have this tendency to say that uh, you know court has declared this person innocent that's yeah. not how it works right courts no. go by evidence and see if there is enough evidence to judge somebody is guilty correct they are not here to give you a certificate of your morality or something correct. it is possible that you are guilty there is just no evidence so courts i don't think are in the business of declaring innocence of course the person who was in the case will maybe quote the uh, court judgment and say that i have been you know declared innocent by the court whereas the truth like you said is in this case okay they couldn't decide whether it was a suicide or murder now how what what's the possibility there so one thing that we know is that in india like a lot of investigations are fudged to help somebody yeah. now you can do that in two ways one is at the end when you're you know when you're going to court or something like that you you weaken the case and stuff like that yeah the other possibility is right at the beginning like you said when the local police gets to the scene we have seen this in some movies right the local police who gets to the scene gets an opportunity to get rid of evidence so if you want to help the person that is also possible right you can help the person by getting rid of evidence there so yeah. then no matter what happens later it will eventually just fall out of court i'm not saying sashitharur was guilty or something now now the other possibility is that maybe it was actually just a normal suicide and somebody was trying to frame it as a murder then what happens like if it's a suicide which you're trying to pretend it is a murder eventually you will probably hear the same thing that okay you can't really uh, you haven't been able to show if it is suicide or murder maybe that is yeah. because it was just a normal suicide and, and uh, with these cases of media trials with celebrities you're absolutely right as in uh, you can't um you can't remove the fact that there is uh, power in play and you know in in some of these cases we are talking about extremely powerful people no doubt but powerful institutions behind these people yeah and the institution also gets affected when did this happen this ananda puskar case it happened in 2014 january okay? yeah before the national elections this happened before Uh, you know uh, congress was facing a do and die kind of a battle and every every piece of information that is in public sphere affects elections campaign yeah so you are actually in the midst of a humongous power battle so this power equation is absolutely real and when you have this power equation it is very difficult to you know get in with the truth sometimes so that apart i think what causes it um, up in number of times is the rise of the you know the the television entertainment news channels as we know it uh, it's not a surprise it's not it did not start when television started it started i think after the you know the success of the 2g scam expose and all the exposes that you've basically seen so why does that happen and why is it's so rampant in television channels and television media and not in print as much is the fact that our uh, you know in our uh, legal system article 19 has components of conversation about freedom of press and also about what the press should cover in what kind of detail and what it shouldn't cover so if you look at article 19 largely the article 19 was written for print media it was not specifically written for television and electronic media now that uh, 
has changed over the course of one you know last year because of an incredible media trial case which is the Sushant Singh Rajput case the Sushant Singh Rajput case obviously as everybody in india and i think you know, people who have also uh, you know passed away 15 years back know about it because it has been discussed to such a degree june 14th sushant singh rajput passes away it's a shock for everybody who's uh, seen him known him because effectively he is this young guy who's very uh, you know into science uh, into the uh, you know the, the journey of spiritual uh, awakening uh, a guy who basically talks to his fans directly um is an independent guy who's uh, not had anybody from the film industry in his family so you look at this guy and then suddenly he passes away um it's a shock for one month i think that shock stays within the ecosystem everybody feels it feels it even more because we are in the middle of a lockdown and then the you know the cacophony the circus the drama starts around shushan singh's death at the first month it is all about nepotism it is all about um, you know how he was dealt a really tough hand by the powerful and the mighty in bollywood which might be true it might not be true doesn't matter but that was the um, you know cr- bane no, that was the crux of the conversation at that point of time and the bane of our uh, viewing watching time at all points of time so and it because the shock of Sushant Singh Rajput leaving or you know going away was so much that people wanted a reason as in you can't do without a reason what happened why did somebody take their life and i remember my own you know self evaluation or process of thinking at that point of time is that it is unimaginable if somebody like a Sushant Singh Rajput takes his life then we must reevaluate what suicide means that it's not maybe it's not apparent depression does not show um at one point of time i contemplated whether he basically just like nirvana had achieved it and left left the world so the you know your mind's racing and you want to basically find a solution to what has happened and there is to fill in that gap while investigation happens and stuff like that you have news channels to talk about it but what did the news channels give you the news channels gives you endless narratives they get somebody who is as rabid rabid as uh, kangna ranaut to come and start uh, opinionating on what happened to shushan singh rajput when they don't even have a relationship uh, so effectively you know that gets talked about because she's been affected by nepotism she uses that uh, stage to unload on people that she wants to unload on <laughs> it has nothing to do with shushan singh rajput then that conversation shifts to riya and the family comes and says that uh, i you know i don't think the bombay police or the mumbai police has done a good job the maharashtra police might be bundling this um, we need a better investigation into this and what really happened then the narrative completely change over or changes overnight so it is so apparent that you are taking for a ride that what happened to that nepotism conversation then then whatever that you had discussed in the past was not true or was it basically now just a lover trying to basically get as much money from you that becomes the narrative or then when that narrative basically ends up uh, or you know goes away 
it becomes a drug conversation so the way that that conversation moved and flowed you actually did nothing but disservice to the memory of the guy who passed away now when the drug um, case came out and the ncb got um, uh, involved it was very apparent by whatever you were reading that shushan singh rajput himself uh, took drugs so if that was true whatever that drug is effectively let's not go into the merits of whether there's a you know a, if weed is a drug or not but even if it is and if it's classified in india as a drug then it's a drug and it's uh, it's banned it's not it's illegal to basically consume it it is illegal to consume it then the the victim of this particular supposed crime is also partaking it so if that is true then who's to blame so so clearly there is nobody to blame but that witch hunt went on and went on and every image that you saw um um on a day was worse than the previous day so that i think was the epitome of how a media trial you know is conducted in today's world and if you were on that side you could get completely smashed without any chance for you to come out with any kind of your version of the truth because you will have no space for it i remember rajdeep sardasai doing a you know tv interview with ria but at that point of time the character of that individual was uh, so destroyed that anything that she might say uh, will only implicate her her expressions will be read like yeah. how arushi's uh, mother's expressions were read at one point of time where people said that she is not crying she is not sad enough that her daughter is gone so there must be something wrong now you're doing all of these things from a from a tv screen you don't know what kind of a condition that individual is in so condition and the other thing is that the shock you know, they mm. they might be told by somebody else right like there must must be people on their side who are also yeah. saying that you know this is how you should behave because don't show emotion public... yeah don't yeah. show emotion don't show as in don't let let investigations happen as in yeah, so as we were saying in the earlier case any room for objective thinking has been driven out of the say you know uh, the conversation the only conversation that has to happen is a an hyper emotional uh, scale so all emotions should be uh, exhibited and all emotions should be evaluated if we live in that kind of a state truth will never come out as in that's, that's, slight, that's uh, the, yeah, yeah slight tangent on that right like so about what emotion should you show or what expression should you show i i'm just thinking of something unrelated or in a way related where when i had to apply for my us visa right so mm. i i saw that there were all these uh, you know training courses or training like sessions like i wouldn't say a course but there would be like a session where somebody tells you how you should answer questions and then i looked into it and the the conditions for the visa are pretty simple right like you know things like you shouldn't have an intention to stay there and like yeah. just mm. not come back stuff yeah. like that which i don't have anyway so basically truthfully i meet all the conditions for getting that visa because i have no intention of staying there beyond a week now why should i attend a session where somebody will tell me how to convey that truthful emotions correctly <laughs> <laughs> so i just didn't join it okay i i uh-huh. i thought this is bullshit like you know if I, i just if i need to tell the truth why will i prepare for the truth 
like yeah. they had stuff like you know i heard that you know don't don't act too friendly or whatever Correct. i'm like whatever Correct. i'm going for a visa interview i'm not mm-hmm. going to make friends so i didn't take it i went for the uh, in- interview. interview i i stood in, in the queue and they asked me a few questions i just answered and done and, and the guy in front of me i i saw that he was like you know trying too hard and like you know or yeah. trying too little or whatever and they kept asking him questions Yeah. So sometimes these things also happen right so it's not Correct. we Absolutely. can read a expression very accurately yeah. like you don't yeah. know what is going through their head maybe somebody yeah. told them somebody is going to be reading uh, your expression they know that right like they're on tv if you know that the whole world is watching would you actually be able to convey your true emotions or you know your everything from your personality to so many other things come into play correct absolutely tangent to a tangent mm-hmm. i love the question about are you a terrorist on the oh. <laughs> d60 form that you have to fill for the us visa i love that question uh, that always gets me going yeah perfect are you this a question that... there was some other funny... are you have you yeah. been part of uh, a genocide yeah yeah or uh, have you <laughs> have you committed genocide <laughs> ah, so perfect i love those questions i think those yeah. questions are the ones that give me some kind of a like you know peace that maybe i have not done all of these things but yeah uh, that apart i think that that reading emotions and everything we made a we made a mockery out of the system and i think the point that i was getting to is that because of that case because of the way that these people handled it and we're not going going into every detail of that case but because of the way that the media handled it the court was um, uh, given a pil by the by the um, hindi film industry the fraternity saying that they showed themselves they they showed uh, the hindi f- film fraternity in extremely poor light and so much so that once you form those notions in people's mind it is very difficult to dislodge them so if you hammer down the thought that every big film personality that you know of is a druggie then it's very difficult to basically uh, you know come out of that loop because you don't need a proof you just basically there are cultural biases enough in your lifestyle that you know that the rich and famous do drugs in some ways yeah. so you will believe it hands down you know you'll lap it up uh, every minute of that uh, news article so, so what... the court actually called out i i just want to basically re, you know uh, say out a couple of things the court called out that especially republic news and times now the way that they covered this uh, entire case they talked about the fact that you could hear the studio um, presenter the studio anchor talking to their correspondent in Bo- in the bombay airport saying that has the druggy landed they're talking about oh, wow. dipika Dib- Dib- padukone <laughs> has the druggy landed then the the other individual on the other side yes the druggy has landed druggy has landed <laughs> and then they start this insane now almost a meme uh you know uh, car chase where dipika padukone is going in a car and the news uh, team is going in another car and they're trying to basically you know live broadcast this car chase <laughs> being inside the car under rolled as in the all the windows are rolled up and then they're saying that wo dekhiye dipika padukone ki gaadi ja rahi hai hum unse puchhenge ki um, wo drug leti hai nahi and then they <laughs> then they catch up to that car and they thrust a microphone outside of the their window to a car that is zipping by in about 120 or something 100 at least let's not get uh, the pickup out gone caught for uh, you know uh, speed 
but they, maybe they're going on 80 or 100 and they thrust the microphone out and said dipika kya aap drug leti hain <laughs> wow i didn't i didn't know all this i mean so if they if they've done something like that then this is this is a meme now but <laughs> effectively outside of the meme there is this is absolute uh, vilification of people without any rhyme or reason except the fact that you will earn trps out of this no, or you is, will earn viewers viewership reason actually especially no. rhyme because the when you are narrating it or recapping the events right now when this whole media farce was happening no happening. i'm i'm talking about rhyme or reason to the shushant singh rajput death ha. under which this is all done but yeah obviously there is a reason there's a motive behind doing something like this no no so what i wanted to say is when you were recapping the the history of the uh, whole media farce right which yeah. i i didn't follow as much i was just too disgusted and didn't like you know look it up as much but when you were saying it right it kind of i mean not reads it sounds like a greatest hits album of you know everybody's yeah. prejudices because yeah, yeah, yeah. first you have nepotism okay that one i don't know prejudice or whatever like you know, it's a busting thing then you have okay jaded lover uh, yeah, good looking yeah. actress who is like you know mean to the guy so there is patriarchy patriarchal greatest hit uh, comes in <laughs> uh, <laughs> and then third is drugs right like so morality and all that yeah. right? so it's like a one after the other so <laughs> just just jump from no connection just that okay are you prejudiced about this here's mm. a narrative that uh, assigns guilt according to that prejudice then the next absolutely. one then the next one so there is a nice rhyme to the story no no absolutely absolutely i i love this line where i le- read that to hook people in believers should be able to imagine themselves as morally just virtuous <laughs> followers of a denied truth wow. who are trying to fix an illness of society so chakravarti or riya in this case has to be totalized in immorality so she mm-hmm. has to be uh, you know a murderer drug addict she has to be the partying kind she has to believe in black magic <laughs> and all of these will culminate into the fact that she has to be eliminated in some ways was black magic covered somewhere yeah black magic was also wow. covered So, I mean I just I just black magic that... is always covered <laughs> when it's a woman wow when it's a man it is never covered which news so, channel brought <laughs> like covered the black magic angle I mean I just asked that randomly I didn't I didn't maybe, know that it actually yeah. happened maybe 264 of them out of the 265 covered it <laughs> in some shape or format but I I think you know times now in republic were called on to it but everybody gave into the frenzy the point that you started with i think even if you're not listening to these news channels and you were just basically listening to the memes and the critique of these news channels and how it was basically done mm. social media would not leave you if yeah. you go to your instagram page and you go to your explore pages or you look at stories around if you look at facebook or you look at twitter that was it for about 6 months it was it was the only piece of information that you were getting through and what was happening at that point of time that at that point of time the biggest migration or the biggest crisis for migrant workers was happening they were walking on street to get to their home that was happening at that same time i think that that probably had a big part to play in this i mean there are multiple reasons for this media farce but i think one would be okay, it's convenient right the whole country is you know sitting and watching the chakraborty like black magic case rather than yeah. the migrant crisis it, it it just suits a lot of people uh, you know their political 
conveniences better correct correct absolutely so the legal so the legality has now changed so since that case that pil was formed in uh, by bollywood uh no, by the hindi film industry let me rephrase it as bollywood would want it me want me to so the hindi film industry went out and talked about it and then the court uh in january of 2021 said that we are putting uh it uh, we are making it very clear that the rules of ni- article 19 which only dealt with uh, print at some point of time in much clarity that is why you don't see newspapers doing that kind of shit um mm. will now apply to electronic media as well in some shape or format and uh, you cannot run amok with uh, you know absolutely un uh, uh, you know uh, what, what is that word the unvalidated or non validated uh, information and you can't ca- cast chastise a particular fraternity or ps group of people just because you think that that's a generalization so you can't run that kind of uh, advertising uh, that kind of information that kind of news on channels anymore but at the same time what times now and uh, 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 republic did specifically they also uh, you know impeded uh, impeded on the current case that was running against ria which was supposed to be taken as a contempt of court but that contempt of court charge was not basically applied on these two channels i feel i strongly feel that that should have been done there had should have been repercussions it was they were just called out as channels who had, you know did not do the, the right thing is But that because they should have the law hadn't been made applicable yet i mean in future would it apply maybe but the, uh, they should have been held in contempt of court because their actions were on contempt of court and the contempt of court uh, uh, you know the fundamental aspect of contempt of court is with the sitting judge whoever is judging or whoever is hearing the proceedings has every right to basically classify something as contempt of court if that person thinks that the news in or the information in public domain in somehow is somehow affecting the outcome of this particular court case and you know putting undue pressure on the investigation uh, authority or the victims or family or the uh, defense you know the the accused family or accused case then they can actually hold anybody in contempt of court but they didn't Mm. but this was this was definitely a contempt of court case because they completely ruined chances ultimately what did ha- what happened ria went to jail for some amount of possession charges and who took ria into uh, the jail ncb but the kind of um, relief that it provided to indians was that they left that news so 8th 8th of september she went she was arrested and then after a month she was put on you know she was granted bail or something of that sort but uh, the fact that it gave you relief meant that you just wanted her to be jailed for what charges what crime you didn't care yeah so, so effectively like the earlier thing that we were talking about right like yes. the hyderabad case it's it's hyderabad case relief. it's the same thing it's it's some amount so the word can kangaroo court and yeah. effectively you know hang them hang them all kind of a thing is that you don't care what has happened you just just give them something you know beat the shit out of them you know 
So the, the, that sentiment did not do any justice to Shushant Singh Rajput. The case was Shushant Singh Rajput. It was a justice for SSR if somebody wants to basically go out and talk about it. But that didn't happen. Yeah. And I think the happy ending uh, in, in a weird, convoluted, pathetic way is that some of the same news outlets, I think, you know, uh, declared yeah. that Riya Chakraborty is what the most desirable or something one year later right was that india today i forgot who that was i have I, no idea <laughs> but in the in the world of media trials i guess that's like a as happy yeah. an ending as you can get maybe that works too for the public right you know it's like she's vilified after a while you you say she's desirable by the time you're you know done being angry about it <laughs> that might have worked too for the trp which, a, yeah, which that is so is ironic true. Yeah, that is ironic. But actually, that reminds me of uh, something else related to this. Right? Now, so far, whatever we were talking about was what causes this, right? What causes a media trial and this whole frenzy? Yeah, I think what we spoke about is, yeah, like it, it is what causes it of the underlying reasons for having something like a media trial. The why is at rest, right? But the how of it or how does this happen? I think we didn't talk about one aspect which I found really interesting was the whole role of TRPs. Right? Now, we all mention it in passing, like, you know, this channel mm. is chasing TRP or that channel is chasing TRP. But that's something that, if you remember, we haven't really heard before, I don't know, maybe five, seven years. Before that, nobody used to say Yeah, about it. eight years back, TRP was like a small thing. It wasn't the, the thing to capture. Yeah. So, so now one of the one of the reasons why our media has gotten banned, I'm sure it's not the only reason, but mm. one is uh, try, uh, like, you know, tries over-regulation of news or uh, other channels. Now, that sounds very weird, right? So, when you think about try, I don't think most of us have a negative uh, image, right? Because try tells, uh, you know, uh, telephone operators not to do call drops and stuff like that. Right? They're generally seen as somebody who comes in and cracks the whip in a good way. Now, one thing that made a lot of people happy, including me, was when they they kind of mandated that all set-top boxes and all uh, TV providers have to give each channel separately rather than just bundling. Right? It it sounds great. It sounds like you know you're being fleeced and try spoke up for you. But there are mm. lots of problems in that, which very strangely comes and affects or causes something like a media trial. Mm. So. Because these channels now have to declare the price of each channel. And mm. there was also a new rule that they brought in that if you make a bundle of channels, it cannot have a discount of more than 15% from the sum of constituent channels. So basically, if you have 10 channels, each one costs 10 rupees. right? So sum is 100 rupees. Mm. The, the, the set-top box provider or like Tata Sky or whoever, they would want to give it for like, 75 rupees or something as a package that is illegal so what happens is that everybody uh, has to compete on this price and in between they cap the uh, channel price too uh, I, like i forgot the exact details but there was a cap on how much a channel can charge so what happens as a result is that their main source of revenue or their only source of revenue becomes advertising so the mm. channel cost which you're which you're directly paying, right? You pay a certain amount uh, for NDTV or something else. That, when that is not allowed to be increased beyond a point, then naturally the good news channels, the ones who put in a lot of uh, investment and effort into 
actually finding news doing investigative journalism they cannot charge for it right otherwise they would charge for it they do good work they will charge you more you will pay for it so and if there is bundling that channel comes in one of your uh, you know bundles that you get as a default got gotcha. you yeah. so when that doesn't happen every single channel is forced to compete for ad revenue and if you have to get ad revenue you have to get eyeballs you need to have more people looking at it so you incentivize the whole system to chase controversy because mm. that will make more people tune into your channel that's why you'll see even some of the more credible news channels will start doing at least a little bit of uh, clickbait or this kind of thing or and they'll have a discussion on the fact that this discussion is happening. not happening right exactly. or something that sort so they'll also get into the mix uh, you know yeah in some ways so now this is a very complex topic right like how trps lead to media trials but why i wanted to bring that up is because i think there are these you know these kind of underlying mechanics of how these things work which have a huge impact on whether something like this plays out or not whether people get justice or not yeah. so one thing that we didn't speak about is social media like media trial yeah. is one social media trial we spoke about it as an extension yeah. but now with the media or with electronic media you can maybe the court can step in and say the earlier rules for print media now applies for electronic media but what do you do about social media right can you now that's a different law you have freedom of expression of course freedom of expression in india is a joke for other reasons but i don't think we have any kind of laws or whether we would even see it as valid if somebody says you can no longer post on twitter or facebook about an ongoing court case hmm. like that would be a you know th- that would be stepping into your freedom of expression but that Absolutely. has a huge impact as well right now if the whole world is talking about a case on twitter and uh, facebook and deciding guilt and the judge who has to rule on that case is also looking at social media of course it will influence things right so i feel that a lot of these you know new technologies or new uh, media techniques that we have like social media it has such profound effects on all of these things which we are still catching up on we will need some new laws we will need uh, some some kind of intervention there not to say that i'm agreeing with the government's new rules as it is framed right now but just saying that just like trp can lead to it i think a social media algorithm which just keeps feeding you outrageous news after the other can also have uh, impacts on things like this no absolutely bang on because see i think tv news or any kind of news media is at the end of the day a media that is uh, consistent across mm-hmm. everybody so if i listen to 9 pm uh, republic or whatever or nandi tv i get what everybody there in the world is basically listening to at that point of time whoever is yeah. tuning into that program but a social media channel you know has progressed into the realm of an algorithm where i am only basically looking at stuff that is in my echo chamber so and also exploring new angles where uh, on which i have shown some kind of engagement on so my chances of increasing the exposure on a particular uh, debatable you know controversial topic is that much higher on social media than anywhere else but you know but at the same time 
we are talking about the responsibility of media as the fourth pillar and how they're doing and whereas the social media conversation is more about you know the the general public and how they basically behave now so but maybe there is should, maybe we should change the way we are thinking about that as like you know if media is a fourth pillar maybe social media is now the fifth pillar right but we haven't yeah, given I, no i understand role. i understand that but at least media is uh, you know the the opinions and the threads that you listen to on social media also are coming from one of you from the uh, population it is not coming from a source which has been which is uh, which is in the business of providing news yeah they might provide an opinion here and there and they might not provide an opinion on something else as you can as that's the conversation now why did you not speak on that and why did you speak on this ultimately the uh, the normal uh, person on the on the street or on social media can have uh, selectiveness in their views but a media channel is not supposed to have selectiveness because they report you know supposed to report on news so that i think that distinction is the only distinction that i would call out but yeah i'm not disagreeing to it i think social media only amplifies uh, the you know the uh, the sharp edges of any of these debates and makes you even more opinionated even more uh, you know uh, aggravated uh, on a particular topic and you know vying for blood in some cases so the th- question i'm raising is now i don't know the answer to this but i've heard this question raised uh, by a few people here and there uh, so i think you made an important point that media maybe you can regulate social media it's individuals opinions which you of course can't regulate but there are social media companies right and they are in the business of providing a platform that again increases eyeballs and attention so yes. should an algorithm be regulated should we should we maybe outlaw an algorithm that you know shows you one more uh, thing when you you know when you post one view should you should the algorithm be allowed to show you another view uh, corresponding to it yeah absolutely and i think um, i i want to basically close on two thoughts one is that uh, thanks sharat you i think you've inadvertently also segued into the next podcast <laughs> let's let's talk about this the next time we sit together and the thing that i would close this on you know summing what you actually said and you know just a few words is that if it was about news you wouldn't have you know the the 254 or 250 channels running today on television uh, which are in the news category it is not about news it has slowly become about how you deliver that news and what you say to basically bring the news alive and the news interesting for your viewers and if that race is uh, you know it goes ahead like this you will have more of these witch hunts rather than you will have more of these investigative journalisms because investigative journalism takes time and it takes years sometimes it's not something that can be you know it's it's not a two minute noodle is a slow cooking process so effectively it will take time it will take maybe years for you to re- arrive at something that is substantially true but on the other hand uh, news channels that are popping up every day don't have that uh, responsibility their responsibility is to give you 2 minute news news 2 minute opinions and then 
once they get you to that point where they can give you some kind of relief in terms of solution they move on to the next thing and it's not a surprise that india is one of the only countries actually global big countries that have as many news channels other countries don't really have these many news channels in prime time it has been an unregulated almost you know completely exploding sector over the last 10 years and we've got over the last i think 5 or 6 years 100 more 150 more news channels have cropped up most of them uh, vernacular in uh, or in hindi so i feel that's that is what uh, is a clear indicator of where we are heading my my closing thought <laughs> not is again a adage that i want to flip on its head i think we all uh, have seen these uh, disclaimers when a movie starts mm-hmm. saying you know it's a fictional story loosely based on true events mm-hmm. i think that's what news is now in the other way around it's like you know it's news which is loosely based on fiction and you know any resemblance to real characters or real people and truth is purely coincidental <laughs> all right on that note the code is uh, 14 see ya yeah, thanks everybody bye